ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spirit and Steinberg Podcast. Right here with Spears. How y'all feel out there? Ben Butler here. Good evening. Bartholomew Carrington III. Ten dollars a lot of money. Yeah. What time is it? Game time. Bug Space. Kick it. Sunny days, thinking up cloudy ways. Da da ba da da boodoo. Can you tell me how to get how to get to Sesame Old Steve? Folks, what you heard was an homage to yesterday's episode about Sesame Street. Did anybody ever tell us how to get to Sesame Street? No, I don't think they. I don't, I don't think they did. I just think they said, "Follow all the niggas and Puerto Ricans running." <laughs> uh, okay, remember when we asked that question on a podcast to have a couple people send in their best? Yeah. Ass whooping stories. Yes, we got a few. Yeah, I, I, I got, I got some too. I'm sure they're the same ones you got. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, uh, I, my boy, that before we, before you go there, I just want to ask. My, I, I don't know if I can send you this picture. Go ahead. I'm going to send you a picture, and then the next question will be this one. But go ahead. Is it somebody in the ass? No, 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 no. This is an ass whooping picture. It's just about, oh. you. it's about your Tim's. Oh, okay. Uh, from Jaravis Weeks, my worst parental ass whooping. Uh, what up, ANA? My worst parental ass whooping given to me by my mother was terrible because my middle school peers also participated in it. Oof. When I was around 12 or 13 years old, there was a girl I was interested in and wanted to ask to a school dance that was coming up. I had everything planned out perfectly from the outfit I was going to wear to the location where I was going to pop the question. The only problem was I was super overdue for a haircut. And it was in the beginning of the week. I begged my mom to take me to the barbershop before the weekend, but she wasn't trying to hear it and shut me down. I was faced with the tough decision of either asking the girl in my current wolf-like state and hoping for the best or not asking her at all, which, uh, which was an L I was willing to take. After a few minutes of critical thinking, my preteen logic took over and I decided that I would perform the haircut on myself. Oh boy, how hard could it be? I've seen my barber do it hundreds of times. (laughs) Oh, how I wish I would have thought this through a bit longer. Before school the next day, I proceeded to go into my father's cabinet in the bathroom and pulled out a beard trimmer, thinking that this would be enough to do the trick. I went back to my bathroom and started on my haircut. And after two minutes in, I realized the huge mistake I had made. (laughs) (laughs) The trimmer had no guard at all, so I was basically free handling the length. I also had no experience in lining my hairline up. 
I decided that I might as well finish the cut as my head was already fucked up and hoped my mom would let me stay home. I was wrong. As soon as she saw what I had done to myself, she slapped me across the face and gave me the usual ass whooping. It was what came next that made it one I'll never forget. I begged her to let me stay home, but she knew me going to school would be more punishment than she could ever dish out. I tried to keep my hood on, but within five minutes of walking into school, a teacher told me to pull it down. I closed my eyes in shame as I removed my hood and heard the loud gasps with laughter that followed. Those kids were on my neck with jokes from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., so much so that I ended up leaving school with a migraine from all the stress, LOL. I was the talk of the school for the rest of the week, and needless needless to say, I lost my chance at a date to the dance. One thing my mom did teach me is a lifelong lesson, because to this day, I never touch any type of clippers to my own head, even to line myself up. The trauma is real, LOL. Sorry for the long message, guys. Big fan of the podcast. Much love. Much success in the future. G Weeks. Um, G man, what you know what kills me is when people think they can cut their own hair. My question always was, what you gonna do in the back? How can you get access to the back? The mere fact that you can't possibly do the back yourself should let you know it's not to be fucked with at all by yourself. But but if you had guards, if you had guards on it, you could at least roll it up there as much as you could, and you might get it. But he didn't even but have guards. But you have to fade it. It has to blend in. Yeah, but you could do that with multiple guards. You can go up to a certain point. And get, you could get close. He didn't even have a guard. There's no way you can do the best. Even if you could imagine that you could do that with guards, this dude doesn't even have a guard. So he... It's wherever his arm, and you can't see the back. Wherever your arm ends up is what's going to fuck up the back of your head. He he would have been better off doing just like a a, a tic tac toe board or something on the back uh, on his head after he oh. fucked it up. Dude, that's it's, yeah, but, and dude, when you when you're a kid coming up in school, especially more towards your teens, where image is everything, and girls, yo, having a fucked up haircut and fucked up clothes has got to be the worst thing ever because you're literally your own billboard. Yeah. yeah Oof. Dude. dude, I always had fucked up clothes. Not always, but quite a bit of the time my clothes were a little fucking... I was the oldest, so I didn't get... Hand- like, my kid, my brother... Like, the good stuff that I had, my my other my siblings could get, but... Right. My, my shit was... <clears throat> not, not nice. Okay, Aunt Johnson, ass whooping time. What up, A? What up, A? And motherfucking A. You said to write in about an ass whooping that you recall as a child. Man, do I have a story of an ass whooping that took uh, that took that first breath away? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, the one where the first scream doesn't come out. So let me give you the. <laughs> so let me give you the quick details about my pops. At the time of the ass whooping, he was a giant to me, 6'4", 240 pounds, black man. I had to be somewhere around the age of seven or eight. I'm not too sure about the age, but it had to be around there because I wasn't taking showers yet. Uh, This all went down because I didn't want to take a bath. So anyways, I was told to get in the tub and get washed up because we had to go somewhere to be. I said, no, I'm not taking a bath. My dad said, okay, and calmly walked away. I heard the jingling noise from the distance. So naturally, I knew what it was. I took off running, 
Well, my pops back in this day was a track star and I'm not too fast due to the white jeans that come from my mom's side. So he caught up to me. He swooped me up in one, by one arm and when he went to swing the belt to get me, I caught it with my free hand. Now, it was like a movie. I felt like, I felt like the belt was glowing in my was glowing in my hand. I had the belt and I had the power. And he put in parentheses, I thought. So I threw the belt to the side. Next thing I know, it was like the scene in the 300 when all the arrows blocked out the sun. But instead, the arrows casting a shadow, it was his big ass hand that had knocked out all the light in the room and it came down swiftly, striking upon my bare ass. Then followed the black dialogue that comes with almost every ass woman. Didn't I tell you to get your ass in the tub? All imperfect. Didn't I tell you get your ass in the tub? All imperfect cadence while cracking my light skin ass, which now had become red. Now that's the memory for your ass. No pun intended. Hope you all enjoy my pain. LMAO. My apologies if there was some $10, a lot of money moments. I haven't wrote like this since high school. Uh, nigga, that ass whooping had to be so severe. You wrote me the perfect letter. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year, Aunt Johnson. And then, yeah, he shows me a picture of him and his dad. Dude, I got Hilarious. that one, too. I love it because I love when he said the, the analogy of the, the arrows in the air and right. blocking out the sun. Dude, right. I was laughing so hard when I read this. And I, you know what? My stepdad... Uh, he's Italian. I told you that, right. but he was from yeah. Detroit. He played football. Uh, so he had, I know that he hung out with black dudes as well. I think that I, I don't know because that story, I identified with that one. 100%. That is, except I never, I, I was never, I never grabbed the belt. I, I never, I put my hands and over my butt to stop. Right. But he just, he, he knew that when he slapped my hands, my hands would move. Right. Uh, that's as close as my hands ever got to the belt. But the, his right. story, I, I, I seriously, I was on the floor laughing I, so hard. That one reminds me of my every time I fucked up. Were you one of them kids that didn't take baths? Because I know a few kids. Like, were, did baths do something to you? No, he said he didn't take showers yet. That's what he was saying. Shower. Either way, did wash up. Well, no, he probably washed up. He just didn't uh, take. He probably only took baths at the time. I right. wasn't taking showers. Uh, no, I took, I, I always, uh, like right around, uh, I, I guess, like 10, I made sure that I took a, a, a bath or shower every day. Right. Every day. But before that, probably not every day when I was a little, probably like in fourth grade. I don't right. think I took one every day. What did I, what did I do? I wasn't out there, didn't sweat. Was a run when I start when I played baseball when I played sports in the summertime we took bath, uh, baths every day, right? All right, uh, we're I, we're washed up kids. My mom, my mom didn't want any. Dude, you you know, my mom had that uh, that insecurity. She didn't want anybody any of her kids to be the the quote dirty Mexicans. You know, oh, okay, we, we had to be presentable. Right. All right. Uh, this is from my boy, Mookie Ass Whooping. What up, double A battery gang? So I got an ass whooping story for y'all. In the third grade, third marking, third marking period, I thought I could show my mother a report card with three Fs on it. She looked at me and said, I'm going to beat your ass for all three individually. <laughs> I thought she was capping. 
after the first whooping, I said to myself, well, got that over with. Then five minutes later, I hear my mom's feet hit the floor and the belt buckle jingle. Said to myself, holy shit. And then she tore my ass up again. And in the middle of my third ass whooping, my stepdad made a stop. I vividly remember him saying, you beating him like he got arrested. But I piggyback on what Eddie Griffin always say. A good ass whooping will make you say no to some bullshit. He is absolutely right. I never failed a class again after that. She could have made one long ass she could have made one long ass whooping, but she chose to individually whoop my ass for all three. That's my story. I'll holler at y'all. Stay safe. Mookie. You know, uh, I know I'm I, I think I've alluded to this on the on the PC before. You know, as much as them ass whoopings hurt, that saying that your parents tell you is gonna hurt me more than it's gonna hurt you. Uh there's so much truth to it because at the end of the day, look. It might hurt them, but at the end, but but it's good for you because I really believe that it it can keep a kid from fucking up, from jail or from death. Uh, and I don't want to go off on this because I think I've already done this before. But like I said, there's a difference between discipline and abuse. And as long as you love your kids fifty times more than you discipline them, it'll be all right. They'll get it. Shower them with love and affection and attention and communication as to why you did what they why you did what you did. Uh, and as long as you're not abusing them, there's nothing wrong with discipline. It'll keep a child out the cell and out the grave. So I, I'm thankful for them. Dude, I, I really. I, I agree with you. I, I, I see kids. I'm very fortunate. I told you each of my kids got spanking once. True, I learned early that he does not, couldn't do uh, that timeout stuff to him was worse than the beating. Like you're talking about when you, when, in the last episode, when you were watching little kids playing while you're stuck upstairs. That's how True was in, a, in a, that to him with his mind and going on. That worked better than, than spanking him completely. It did. It, right. it, it terrified him when you said that. But uh, man, I, I don't know what kind of kid I would have been without it. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't like when my dad hit me with his, uh, like backhanded me. With his back of his hand, I'm, I'm, I'm right. glad he didn't have his hand closed. That would have really changed my life. But uh, right, yeah, I, man, I I think if you do punishment like that, but it isn't isn't your only. It's not your go to. Like if you have to beat somebody every single time they do something wrong, that's a problem. But right. I mean, but if you if you discipline your kid and corporal punishment, and I can't be mad if you if you, if you're doing it to 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 sway your kid not to do something that's going to be bad for him. But that's not today, man. Today you go to that kid goes to school and says your teachers that you're getting beat at home. That's a whole nother problem. Listen, I did this joke when I did Def Comedy Jam with the one with Kevin Hart, me and Cedric and uh, D-Ray, man. And and I, you know, sometimes again, I, I think people go, oh, it's comics. They're being funny. Sometimes, yes, we exaggerate for the sake of the joke. But then there are other times where it is the fucking truth. So I'm going to give you the cliff notes. Like I said on, on the joke. And, when, and I was so proud of this joke because it, was, it would kill so much because I was proud because it wasn't an exaggeration. It was based in truth. And it was very relatable to everyone, especially in the black community. I stole a bike and my mother had to leave her job to come get me out of jail. And this is at a time when my father wasn't around. My mother worked two jobs to support me and my sister. And if she got fired from her job, we was fucked. So she, this was, this was, her leaving her job was serious. 
So she came, picked me up. Uh, we got home. She changed out of her work clothes and put on a jogging suit with a headband. And I said, this bitch, in my head, not to her, obviously, but in my head, I said, this bitch is prepared to break a sweat. <laughs> like, when you put on a jogging suit and you are prepared to sweat, this is an ass whooping for your ass. And then when she finished whooping my ass, and again, I'm not making this up. My mother went to the refrigerator, came back with a bottle of Gatorade. And again, in my head, I went, how serious is this ass whipping when you are prepared to replace electrolytes? <laughs> like, this is serious. She's about to refuel on this ass whooping nigga. Already whooped my ass. But then you went and got Gatorade so you can re-energize. That's because... Go on, no, no, go. No, no, and just replace electrolytes, nigga. Yeah, the, man. The first ass whooping was for stealing the bike. The second ass whooping was for making her leave her job. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but damn. So I got the multiples from my mom once. God, I hate telling these stories. Uh, I got in trouble for uh, stealing, trying to steal a shirt. I told you I wasn't dressed well in school, so right. I wanted the shirt. And I grabbed the shirt. I got caught. And I don't know why, but one of the people who stopped me asked me if I had any breakfast that morning. And I said, no, nah, I, I, I didn't. I think I said, I don't know. I don't know what I said. I think I, I didn't have anything. I think I said might have had toast or something. I said, no, not really. She goes, oh. She said, well, because we're, we're, I'm doing a study and I'm just finding the kids that don't have their breakfast make dumb decisions or whatever she said. Right. My mom beat me for stealing the shirt. And then she beat me the second time because I had the audacity to tell somebody of an authority figure that my mom didn't give me breakfast. <laughs> oh, dude. I made her look like a bad mom. Oh, dude, listen, that scene in 12 Years a Slave when uh, uh, Chitlin's Chicklets Ejimo, Ejimo emoji, Chitlin's emoji tells Brad Pitt, hey, man, can you get this letter? If I give you this letter to the right people, let them know that I'm illegally being enslaved and come rescue me. Every time I got around an adult who I thought could help me, I wanted to tell them my mother beats me to see if they would either adopt me or get the police on her ass. And I never, I, I was too scared if I got caught. I know how slaves felt when they saw an opening but was too scared to take it. <laughs> you didn't, yeah, my mom. That, that was that's it though. I made her look bad. Not to stealing, mm. not to stealing. And she told me everything that she offered me for breakfast that morning. Right. Oh, all right. Uh, and then I got another mother example of my own, Dominique Davis, a, a whooped ass for Dominique. Yo, starts out with caps and some exclamation points. A and A in the goddamn morning. I like that. It's like, good morning, Vietnam. Uh, oh, my God. Um, 
listening to the 10 out of 10 episode and I heard you ask for an ass whooping story. Well, here we go. Back in the day, my dad and mom were mad workaholics. So I spent a lot in caps of time at my grandma's crib. Now she was cool, but all she wanted to do wanted to do was keep it quiet in her house. The TV only came on for Young and the Restless, the five o'clock news, Wheel of Fortune, and depending on the day of week, Seinfeld. Anytime in between those programs, the television was off. One time after being at our house all day, my mom's pulled up at around 11-ish that night, only to inform me uh, that she was going out with some friends. So that meant I was stuck there until tomorrow morning. So without a thought, I yelled, and he puts in caps, damn, I don't want to be down here with this old stankin' woman. <laughs> my, my, your moms looked at me like Tony did Manny right before he shot him. And without fully parting her lips, she said, get in the car. When we got home, she got one of my dad's belt, who was a 6'7", 350 pounds, and proceeded to let out all frustrations on my bare naked body. But my stubbornness and my pride wouldn't allow me to let her see me cry. I wanted to prove a point. So at some point during this purge, I said, I'm purge, I like that. I said, I'm older now. This doesn't affect me. She paused and told me to stand up. Still holding back tears, I faced my moms with the belt and hit me and hit me with the buckle. I awakened the next morning with a busted lip to the smell of breakfast, my nigga. Laugh out loud. True story. Love you guys. Keep banging. Salute. Yeah, bro. I don't know whether to laugh or call the cops on your mama, nigga. Um, yeah, dude, let me tell you. Uh, when I lived in New Jersey, North Brunswick, New Jersey, over at 303 Birchwood Court, uh, the way it was situated was me and, it was me and my sister's room. We stayed in the same room, bunk beds. And the windows. And in order for my mother to get to her car, she had to walk past the windows. And I remember she just finished whooping my ass. I mean, I looked like scrambled eggs fresh off the grill. Steam was coming off my cheeks, nigga. It hadn't been 30 seconds. And she had to go somewhere. So when she left, I forgot the windows was open. So she just happened to be walking by as out of anger. I said, fuck that fucking bitch. <laughs> she heard me and sprinted like Flojo, nigga, back to the house. And I got ass whooping part two. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I said it with gusto. I went, I hate that fucking bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Woo. Dude, every one of these that I laughed at, yeah. When I'm laughing at him, I'm laughing not even at what he, like in this last one, what he said, I didn't want to be with that old stinking ass bitch. Is that what he said? Right, right. Something like that. I was thinking of the punishment that occurs with each word. Not, I, that's what I'm laughing at because I'm thinking right. about the beating, the severity of the beating by right. the words which he chose to use. Like when he said, I'm older, this doesn't hurt me anymore. That was as much as you say, yeah, you don't know whether to call the police or, or his mom. Right. What was her option at that point? Right. That, that was the option that she left with. So as soon as you said that, that's the I didn't I didn't laugh at that one. I went because I held my breath because I knew right. There's there's only in, there's you don't give up. So there's the next option, <sighs> dude. I would have been scared to show my mother 
defiance, even if it didn't hurt me no more. Because my mother was, I felt like was the kind of person, a word, let me take it up a notch. <laughs> uh, exactly. And then what he said, the way he said it, this stanking old, I didn't think that was that bad. Was it disrespectful? Yes. But I didn't think it was that bad. If he'd have cursed or said some real foul shit, different. But you could just, that stanking ass bitch, that's three. That's three. But did he say bitch? He said, I thought he said woman. Did he say woman? That stanking okay. old woman. woman. Okay, old, old woman. There's still no. Another... Oh, well, he didn't say bitch. You know, if okay. he said bitch, now nah, that's different. Yeah, you're right. But that stanking, but stanking old, old, old woman? woman, you just still, that's three words. Stanking old woman. That's, that's the, that's, <laughs> I think you get rid of almost, you get almost away with two words. The third one, I don't know. I When you said that, I started laughing because I knew that was a beating. That sounded like a beating. Dude, I, and it, what's worse, though, everybody, for the most part, talked about their dads being big. That's a long yeah. belt. That's a long. My dad wore like a 40, 40 inch, 40 inch something, 42 inch belt. That's right. a belt. That's not a. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, man, I, you know, again, compared to my mother, I would take my father's ass whoopings anytime because his was classic father to son belt. My mother was an artiste when it came to punishment. An artiste, nigga. My, now see, my dad would make you pull your pants down. And so when you did that, it was that belt on the skin. And that stung, especially on the edges. But my mom would let you leave your pants on and you didn't get that sting on the side of the belt. Man, you don't know what ass whooping is. An extension cord on your bare skin will put the fear of the Lord in you. When you hear that through the air, that alone scares the shit out you. Yeah, I didn't get the extension cord. The only other things that I got hit with by my mom, my mom was a hairdresser and they all had those big black uh, brushes. It had a like a big black brush at one end and the handle on the other end. And my mom broke that on one on me and then the one that was pretty good was the, uh, the the wooden spoons inside the drawer in the kitchen. I heard about the wooden spoons, but that to me just seems like what they hit you on the hand. No, she hit me on the. She beat me with that on the ass until it until until ah, it that broke. can't hurt. That can't hurt, dude. Maybe a baby, but a little kid that don't hurt. It hurts. Shit. Shit. Uh, okay, that's all. That's the end of the ass whooping stories. Uh, I wish stories. we got more. I wish we had more. And you know, this is why I got to quote Patrice. I'm sorry, but this is why women suck <laughs> because women do not play these games. When when he does when Patrice did the joke on Def Comedy Jam about hypotheticals, and he goes, "Yo, I would tell ass the dude right here. Here's this conversation two dudes would have if women weren't around to fuck up the fun. Yo." Could you fuck a bitch if she didn't have a nose? And here's what the guy would do. Hmm. Put his hand over his face thinking. Hmm. When you say no nose, what you mean? Like the tip is gone? No, nigga, like a hole, like a skeleton in the face. Hmm. <laughs> Can I cover the hole with my hand? Nah, nigga, you got to fuck her and look her right in the hole. And then he chimes in as the girl. That's stupid. You can't fuck somebody if they don't have a nose. You can't breathe if you don't have a nose. 
Transformers? That's stupid. How a robot going to turn into a car? Like, God damn it, bitch. We playing hypothetical. Whenever I send out posts on Instagram with hypothetical scenarios, if I ask guys, what would you do? Boo, 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 boo. Dude, the response is ridiculous. Ask women that same shit. You'd be lucky if you get 10. You'd be lucky if you don't get your Instagram canceled. Well, that too, <laughs> feminist fucks. But I'm just saying, like, women, this is why women suck. They don't play the immature games that we like to play. It's fun. Yeah, but they... They put logic into it. Yeah. <sighs> they have, that's, that's why men are funnier than women, though. I'm serious. <laughs> they are. Now Dude, I redownloaded that, that, that documentary. Yeah, I know. Women, but- uh, yeah, every, and I wanted to... Because I'm going, yo... Women are not funnier than dudes. That now you're going to get letters, though. Now you get women. No, I won't. Letters. No, I won't. Yeah, they'll give you some serious now, letters because they're so not into participating. They won't even participate for their own victory. <laughs> uh, right. I sent you. I sent you a picture on Instagram. Can you look at it real quick on Instagram? I, yeah, I had to do it on Instagram. Is it directed to me? Yeah, it's on your uh, feed. Yeah, it's on your Instagram feed. I know you. We're gonna not see. This dude wants to know if you wear these Tims. You should have sent it to my phone. I couldn't because it's on Instagram. Oh, come on! So yeah. where is it? It's it's in my DMs. It's in the in the, yeah the direct messages on Instagram. Oh. oh, you know what? I could probably take a picture of it and send it to you though. That's what I was gonna say. Screenshot it and okay, it's coming right now then. But I'll probably find it quicker than you can do that. I doubt it. I'm pretty quick now. Dome, 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 dome. Did it, did it. Found it. You should have it though. I already sent it. Hell no. <laughs> the butter. Get the fuck out of here. Them shits is atrocious. Dude, I don't like busy shit. That's too busy. <laughs> I'm telling you, I am solid, colors, plain. Unless it's some real fly shit, I don't like writing on my shirt, pictures. I'm just, that's too busy. There's your answer, Justin. I told you you wouldn't do it. I told you. And no man's feet should be that entertaining. <laughs> You're a man, nigga. It got your Yankees emblem. Son, son. On buttercolor Tim's. No, as a man, your feet should represent uh, manhood, yo. You, your feet should never be pretty. Or, you know, busy. Niggas shouldn't be looking at your feet. And if you wear flip-flops, sock up, nigga. Bare feet and toes as a man don't belong in open space. In open air. They don't. You came to my uh, my room once to do the, the podcast. And I had just gotten up. And I'm walking around. I don't have any shoes on. No socks. And you go, really? That's how you're going to do the <laughs> Son, I, listen, I wanted to send out a post when I was flying out here because, uh, I like, like I said, I got that red eye on Christmas uh, Christmas Eve. Um, dude, motherfucking, and I knew if I had sent the post, I would get suspended because it would be bullying. But there was a fat dude <laughs> in the airport. I mean, this nigga was fat, sitting Indian style. Or trying to. He was so fat he couldn't get his legs to cross. But the way his feet were positioned, I swear to God, this nigga looked like a silverback ape at a zoo. 
Barefoot? Barefoot. With his socks, no socks. Nigga barefoot sitting. And this nigga was huge. I swear to God, he had the same posture as a silverback at a zoo, nigga, <laughs> sitting on a rock. <laughs> and if I could have took a picture and sent this and said that, you would have saw it visually immediately like, yup. Just the way his stomach was laying with his little tight, with his fat little legs <laughs> and the way his feet was positioned. Nigga, I'm telling you, he looked like a silverback ape. <laughs> you should have taken a picture and just put a silverback ape on and just put them next to each other. Nah, Not I'm scared anything. to do anything, nigga. I'm telling you, motherfucking Instagram is at my door, nigga. With a, with a magnifying glass, just waiting. Nigga, waiting. Waiting, dude. How do you go swimming then? If you if you don't like your sh- if you don't like your feet exposed to the general atmosphere, that's different. You're in the pool, but when you're, you're in laying, the pool, what about when you're on the on the chair around the pool? I don't do that. <laughs> Yo, sock up, nigga. I hate when people put their bare feet in the air. It irks me. You're not at home. You should never be that comfortable in public. What about those dudes who just take off their shoes? They have their socks on, but they take their shoes off on the plane. I almost could be okay with that because I understand for flying for five hours in a tight space, you need to let loose a little bit. I got that, but sock up, nigga. Let me tell you something. Listen, ain't no secret. I ain't no fighter. Well, one of my biggest fears, nigga, is that I wear sandals or fly sandals, that even sounds moist. But I wear flip-flops and I get knocked out, nigga, and my flop is one of my flops is two blocks down from where my feet at. You know how embarrassing that is, nigga? You you'd cold out and your flops and your feet not in the same space. <laughs> Niggas gotta pick you and your shoe up. Nah, man. Cover your feet, man. All right. That's just disgusting to me. You have such specific things that you can't stand. I'm telling you, man, I don't fuck with... And the crazy thing is, I love a pretty foot. If you're a female with a pretty toe game, a beautiful foot, oh, that is so sexy. I'll suck your toes, bitch. I'll hit that Achilles heel. (laughs) But, yo, man, cover your feet up, nigga. So what if a girl has bad feet? Are you Eddie Murphy and uh, Boomerang? <sighs> we nothing stops the fucking. The fucking goes down, but you got to sock up. I'll put them on for you, and make it look sexy. Cover them shits, man. All right, this is from Otis. I like his last name, Thelonious. Thelonious, that's nice. Otis Thelonious. This nigga sounds broke and paid at the same time. Uh, I am convinced. What's good, Spearsburg? Email number two. I am still convinced that Andy is really either Kaiser Soze or related to Boston George. Who the fuck is Boston George? You know who that is? Uh-uh. Is a gangster? He might be. Andy has lived the life of a hustler from 88 and is flying the straight and narrow slinging jokes. Just know we fuck with you, playboy. Now, Aries, bro, I understand thoughts on Martin Lawrence show and how some of the antics just seem too extra. But like you said, the show was basically black folks religion back in the 90s. And to Andy's point, that was one of the few shows that we had back then, along with Living Single. The majority had Seinfeld friends and every other network on the other days of the week. Um, 
But the absurdity of Martin's antics is what made his show what it was to sometimes laugh through the pain. Now, I could do a little deep dive, but in the humor of that show, uh, but the hum- but if the humor of that show was a little less absurd with really good writing, would it have lasted two seasons, let alone one season? Probably not. But back then, I believe execs just wanted characters of caricatures of what black reality of what black reality was. Still do, in my opinion. Granted, as absurd as the show could be, with babies being cannon shot out of the womb, some of the subject matter did exist among black people's reality. Same could be said for Seinfeld, Larry David. Some of the situationals were crazy yet hilarious, but I looked at it as a lens within white and Jewish paradigms. But it gave a humorously, but gave a humorously gay, but it gave a humorously gave us a glimpse. Ten dollar lot of money. That, that I couldn't do nothing. I was trying to get Christmassy with it. Uh, Ten dollar. A lot of money. <laughs> All right. That one works. Yeah, that one works. Black people are not a monolith, and it should not have taken this long with the likes of Dave's, Gerard Carmichael's, Issa Rae's, and the Jordan Peele's for the masses to see that we are more than just goofballs and we do live a reality like a reality, like every other person within this white metaverse. In conclusion, I wholeheartedly respect and agree with your opinions, but just don't blasphemously kill Martin's show as it stand as one of the milestones black people had as a source of representation on the small screen. Next time y'all hit Baltimore, crab cakes on me. All right, bro, we're going to hold you to that. Otis uh, Thelonious. Um, as long as it ain't at the, the market. Oh, yeah, with a... Where the, rat, where the rats hang out. Um, dude, I see your point. I do. And I understand it. Um, but just because that's all there is, don't make it good. Uh, and again, that's a subjective opinion, but I definitely see your point. Um, yeah, but I, I just still thought it was over the top. Um, you know, but but to his point, which I did like the point that he made, you're talking about getting notes from a white crew, a white a white showrunner possibly. I don't know who who did Martin's show, who was the showrunner. I don't know who was getting I don't know what executives well, we don't know, so let's not assume it was white okay. people. Well, but we don't we know the executives at at the at where wherever that movie wherever his show was being ta- uh, put together, we know it was white executives though. Who were running that show. Well, I mean, always is you know who signs the checks. Yeah, so you know that that is to his point though. I, I like I didn't even think about that point. You know where your notes are coming back. What if you did this? What if this? There's a lot of you, and you know that you know all that. But one thing that I want to bring up though too that gets missed. You know, I, I know where I love that you said the white metaverse. That was that was good. Yeah, white people know not all white people, and not all black are not no don't know all fam- people who are black in the famous in the black community, but most white, a lot of white people know other than just the, the, the two black guys that are on TV at the time. They do know. I mean, it it isn't like it's, it's that business and it's the, when you say white people, you talk about the general public, the general public has an idea of, 
of other things besides just the stuff the TV's given them and, and movies are giving them. I know, but representation is important. It is, but what I'm saying is it's that machine that runs everything that, that, that's trying to figure out how to make money on everything. And I, I'm going to go back to even, it's the advertisers. Because if the advertisers don't have a problem, they're going to do anything that they can to continue to make money. I I I get that I get that we're in the white metaverse. I love that. I love that that that, that that's that's good. Uh, but I, I think there's more knowledge outside of just the white community. The white community has more knowledge besides just their community. It's just that they're not a they're not active participants in it, and they don't get to choose what gets to be on TV. I I think as things get first of all, Seinfeld. One of the notes that Seinfeld got when they were trying to do the episodes it was too Jewish. Oh really? Yeah, that was a direct note to Jewish. Not really. Work. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that white folks commit murder on their own. It's what is the the machine has a way of looking at what is marketable and what makes them money. And the, and you know what? It goes back to the safety and not listening and and not respecting the artist and the talent. Mm. I, I, and I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying there's going to be a hundred more shows because if if the metaverse was was not run by the machine uh, or television's not run by the machine, I'm just saying I, I, I'm. I, I think more people knew. I don't want to think that I'm the only one that knows. How am I the only one that knows? More people know. There's more people like me. Well, I mean that could be a good and bad thing depending on how you look at it. There's nothing wrong with more white people knowing as long as the rep representation is fair and balanced. But if it's just all goofballs and cooning, then we want less white people to know. Yeah, but the people who run it, that's what I'm saying. The people who run it, I, I think the people who run it don't, man, I hate to say it, but man, it's almost like, uh, I think it's different. I think it's changed a lot in the last, would you agree that it's changed a lot in the last 10 years? Yeah, there's been definitely some strides. But I, I think there was. I think that Hollywood mentality still had a very Amos and Andy kind of feel to a lot of the stuff that they did. Oh, absolutely. And but absolutely, that's, that's what they knew. Absolutely. There we go. <laughs> uh, it's not an episode without an absolutely. Without an absolutely, yeah. <laughs> they know the difference between the legit blacks and the coons. All right. Uh, Jesse Burton, underrated man movie, The Gentleman. I have been meaning to watch this. It's a good movie. It's been on my it's been on my fucking to-do list. It's a good I just movie. never get around to. All right. Yo, Aries and Annie, I just wanted to see if you guys have seen the movie The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right. I wish I could do Matthew McConaughey. Charlie Hunam, Colin Farrell, oh. and Hugh Grant. To describe it in a few words, I'd say it's a cross between the oh, okay, look at you. It's a <laughs> I wasn't trying, it was just came out. Uh, between the usual suspect suspects and Ocean's Eleven, but it's British. <sighs> it doesn't feel that way, though. It doesn't. No. It it, it, it has the feel of it. I think puts you uh, like in an equal place. Like you're not gonna. I don't think you're gonna lose it in that one. I don't think. I you're just gonna. have nightmares when I think when I hear about British cinema because all I see is just dicks in a scene. Bunch <laughs> of dicks. In the camera. There's not a bunch of dicks in the camera on this one. It's... All right. It, 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 to worry. There's no little dicks just freely running around no nilly and willy. So you don't have to worry about eating your favorite sausage and peppers. And as soon as you bite that sausage and hear that snap, that's when you see a wanker's wanker. <laughs> but at least in the British ones, they have dicks and cunts. 
Yeah, you know, we got the cunts and we got the dicks. <laughs> we got the balls and we got the clits. Oh, that should be a British band. We got the balls and the clits and the nipples and the tits. Balls right, and clits uh, sounds like a punk rock band from England. You'll give it up right now, Detroit. <laughs> for, what was it? Balls and clits. Y'all give it up for balls and glitz. And to the band, when the people start clapping, if it doesn't sound real full, that's because these niggas got dirty fingernails and it muffles the sound. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> CC is mad at me uh, for all that Detroit slander. But you know what's funny? The club I performed at Adania, one nigga, oh, yes. One nigga came up to me at the merch table and was like, dude, you don't understand. And I mean, he was like giddy, child excited. Dude, you don't understand. Fuck. I really thought Andy was going to be here. I really wanted to see fucking Andy. And then he didn't fucking come. I listened to your fucking podcast religiously. I'm from Detroit. Sometimes my fingernails be dirty, nigga. But my shit's clean, mostly. <laughs> 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 dude it's you're so lucky there isn't a club in detroit man uh, you would not be asked <laughs> <laughs> all right it's dialogue heavy movie but it makes you put your phone down because it keeps you interested and invested with the plot throughout and charlie has one of the most underrated badass scenes in recent film with intimidation and knowing even though he's outnumbered he's still the deadliest guy in the room it also has a really fucked up revenge blackmail part that involves a pig. And I don't want to go any further, so I don't ruin it for you guys. Or the people listening, by the way, they talk about it after the fact. It's hilarious. They talk about it after the fact. It's hilarious. And I got to say, the accents definitely help. Speaking of accents, don't worry. McConaughey plays an American, so he doesn't pull a Kevin Costner or Robin Hood, or you should have said a fucking Nicolas Cage con air. Another cool part is they keep local slang in it so for the Americans, it might be over our heads. But there's a video on YouTube of them explaining some of the slang in the movie, if you really want to know it. And with that, I'm done. Love the pod. Guys, keep it up. Sincerely, Jesse. P.S. Aries, can you do a parody of Bill Bismarcky's Just a Friend, but do it as Bill Cosby? You, you got what I need, but you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just red. Oh, baby, you <laughs> got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. And if he's just a friend and you don't mind me sipping something in your drink so that your friend can't have you, but I do. All right. That was good. Uh, Hugh Grant's also in that. Which I thought was interesting. He plays an interesting he's brown. character. He's brown. Yeah, he's English though, for real though. Yeah, I didn't recognize him though. He is—he's uh, gotten older. Okay. All right. I mean, I recognize him, but it just took me a second to go. Oh shit! I like fucking with black hookers, Hugh Grant. <laughs> that was my guy. Did you ever uh, like a Hugh Grant movie? Did you ever see one that you liked? Yeah, I did actually. I, I didn't mind the one with him and Julia Roberts. Was that Notting Hill? Yeah, I think that is Notting Hill. Yeah. It was it was all right. I like I mean I, that was good looking Julia Roberts still. Yeah. So she always uh, got them teeth though. Them, them two front teeth, niggas. Just two surfboards. Yeah, she teeth. got two surfboards in her mouth. She has big features. 
Yeah, but I don't mind it though. She's oddly beautiful, but beautiful. Uh, but I thought that was uh, four weddings. You didn't like? Did you even see four weddings in her funeral? I did, but um, you know, that's not something I admit openly. That's a real. That's a long storyline. Uh, British movies tend to have that complicated weaving storyline. Uh, uh, but but I, I thought the gentleman was really good. I think you would like it. I really do think you would like it. Whose child is it? Is it your mother's or is it mine? Was it your uncle's? The one who fucking got out of jail, but then had the baby who was handicapped, but then got decapitated. Did you see the one? The I'm, listen, I don't even know these guys' names, and I'm sorry because I'm fucking up. But they they become they're zombies. Zombies. What, it's, what is, a, it? is it a show? No, it's a zombie movie, and it's it's a British zombie movie though. And it's, oh, it's nigga, comedy. you know I would never. That's oh, a, I know what you mean. And it, the dude that stars in it is always in the Mission Impossible movies. Yes. The, the red-headed, orange-looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually I did real. see that movie. It's funny. That was a funny movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was a funny take on zombies. The British zombies. British people are polite. Excuse me. Oh, can I bite you? I'm a zombie. Can I eat you, Brian? Sometimes I just be spewing shit. It was a polite zombie movie, though. It was. Um, you know, it's a great zombie movie. I don't know. There are many, I'm sure there are many zombie movies, but not that we have to do this, but if we had to go best zombie movies, top five, my number one would be World War Z. I don't think I saw World War Z. What? No, Brad Pitt? I didn't see it. Oh, Andy, 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 Andy. All right. Uh, this is from my girl, Cece. Yeah, let's hear this. Finally, it happened to me right in front of my face, and I just can't hide it. Finally, you got the love the way I feel about pulling the pole. <laughs> Subject. You look like a Muppet when you did that right now. Like the movement. Oh, uh, the movements and yeah, shit. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not easy being green. It's not easy being green. And did, when we talked about that documentary, the songwriter said that that was about being different, being colored, being black. That was the message when Kermit sang that song. But you got that, didn't you, when you first heard it? I do No. But now as an adult, yes. Yeah, Just I, be I, honest. Yeah, but I it's think... It's not it, easy being a nigger. <laughs> it's not easy being a cone. I, I think have, having these big old lips, eating chicken and French dip, playing spades and fucking chicks, pulling weaves and tracks out of bitch. It's not easy being green. Go ahead. I, I, it's about everybody having things that are not easy. Being kids, you don't support. And you're always out of work. And you get chitlin juice on your chin. Because you're a nigger, you never win. It's not easy being green. All right, sorry. <laughs> All right, CC. Dude, you should do a whole parody uh, of Sesame Street. Nah, I would run out. I would run out of shit. Nah, you could, you could definitely do it. How much time we got? Uh, about 10 minutes. Oh, shit, okay. Uh, no more you, Detroit. You're still, you're still good, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just that's why I'm asking because I'm yeah. worried about the battery. Yeah. Uh, no more Detroit slander in 2022. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Hey, A. Aries, I'm so disappointed in you. The nonstop slander you had for Detroit, <laughs> which is my hometown, was funny, but you was ODing after a while. LOL. Go back to talking about them slow motherfuckers from the South. Off that. <laughs> Thanks for the shout outs on the last episode because I really am one of your biggest fans. Just wanted to congratulate you and Andy on having the best year to date for the podcast. You both have a lot to be proud of. Views are going up. Your YouTube channel is popping and videos are starting to get monetized. And you secured a bag with a podcast network. I can't wait to see what 2022 breaks brings ooh, shit, to you both. Oh my God. Your Muppet would be a stomach, man. It just that's fucking funny. Be perfect. What voice would he have though? <laughs> so I'm gonna dip into Marge Simpson. Homer, you said you take Bart and Lisa to school. No, that ain't it. It'd have to have uh, a little like uh it, it would sound like uh, it's like that all the time. Yeah, it'd have to have that. Uh, you know. uh, <laughs> hey kids. <laughs> I'm Harry Stomach. <laughs> Do you see? I, there's a mixture of vodka. Uh, Popeyes. Popeyes. And uh, vaginal juices. And when the vaginal juices mix with the Popeye grease, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> All right. What the fuck was it? Uh, it was CC about you fucking with yeah, Detroit. Uh, Detroit. Um, I'm kind of in pain right now because the nigga from Detroit punched me in my stomach. All right. All right. All right. Off that. Thanks for the shot. Oh, shit. Read that part. Lastly, I see you will be at the Miami Improv for the new year. Now lie, live in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, I now live in Fort Lauderdale. Damn, sweetie. Oh, well, that ain't but a 30-minute drive. And work for 99 Jams here in Miami. I would love to see you and Andy live also. If you guys do make a stop at the radio station, I have to meet you guys. You know what? When do you get in, Andy? Um, Thursday. What time? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Thank you, Cece. Finally, it happened to me, and I guess can't hide it. Finally, you got the love the way I feel about your condom glove. Ah, uh, there it is. I get in at 425. That might be too much hustle for you at that time. But Cece, Friday. Uh, we go I was Friday. gonna say, I'm a, I'm a, you will obviously, CC, hopefully you hear this, but I'm gonna also respond to your email via email and see if we could make an appointment for me and Andy to come by on Friday. And come bless your mics. Uh, that would be great. Plus, it would give an extra push uh, to bring put some asses in the seats uh, and give me a chance to hug you and uh, very creepily smell your neck because <laughs> you're beautiful and you got that curly, wet-looking hair that looked like you from the 80s and flash dance. So I'll probably never get a chance to smash you. Uh, but at least if I can creepily hug you four seconds too long and just maybe as I kiss you on your cheek and pull away, I get a little on you with a tongue. 
See, but Cece, you don't live in Detroit anymore. Right. So what did she... Yeah, why did she she leave? Because the niggas with the fingernails, nigga. Niggas was probably trying to massage her breasts and cut up under her areola, nigga. She was like, I ain't getting a a breast implant, nigga. Why you slicing up under my nipple? (laughs) Excuse me, baby. I ain't mean to do that shit like that there. You know, that did... You know, nigga... You know how we do, baby. Shit, I'll be... That's how I clean the marrow out the chicken bone with the long nail. <laughs> the nigga finish the bone and I bite the head, take the pinky nail and dig out the marrow. <laughs> that would be the gulliest nigga shit ever. Wasn't expecting that at all. That good. That I'm, I actually teared up on that one. Ah, all right. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Carrie Lawrence, Memphis. What up, fella? I'm going to read two more. You need uh, that? This one's short. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you going to get that? Yeah, you going to go and let me get that for you. Goddamn, nigga, can you tell me shit? I got a fork, a knife, and a nail spoon. <laughs> Where you get where did where do you get a nail spoon? Bitch, I'm from Detroit. All right. See your problem is you wasting all that shit right there. You wasting all that right there. Let me go and scrape that up. <laughs> Dude, if you've ever like if you ever go to Mr. Chow's or Ruth Chris, one of those nice restaurants, and you have your bread and your appetizers before they bring your main meal, you know how the server comes, comes with the, that yeah. little that little butter knife type deal. Yeah, and, and he up scoops. All the- all the, yeah, what you call it, the crumbs and shit? Yeah. That's the niggas from Detroit. Let me get that. Yeah. Niggas from Detroit got uh, tablecloth scoopers and bitches from Mississippi can open bottles. All right. Memphis, what up, fellas? Quick question. I saw you on the Chuckles website and heard on the podcast that you were scheduled for December 10th. What happened? I'm in Little Rock and was going to take the day off and make a weekend of it because that's as close to Little Rock as you have been. Keep me posted on the podcast if it's being rescheduled. Thanks. Yeah, we were scheduled to be there, uh, but then Andy had a family emergency, and uh, he needed me to be there for moral support. (laughs) That's what happened. Why don't you just tell him you're trying to get that movie? You're trying to make that movie money. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, shit. That's what it is. Yeah, brother, next time we come through, I'll make sure and uh, let you know. Okay, Akil Kadaj. Kadaj. Uh, is, this, is this last one or are we doing two? No, you know what? Uh, this, this, we'll do one more. I, this one is, this guy basically sent me a bunch of pictures and said, how thick is too thick for Andy? I saw said, this, yeah. I saw oh, you this. saw that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, do you remember it? Or you? Because I would love to ask you, what'd you think, what'd you think, what'd you think? Okay, let me see if I can... It, it, was, that, was that on Instagram? That was on Instagram, wasn't it? Well, you sent it to me via email. Let me see. You might have sent it to me email. What's... what? What's Akil Kadaj, how thick is too thick for Andy? Let's see. I, I think I got it. Uh, oh, and then he puts in parentheses, you know how people fuck with the A&A shit? Yeah. Hey, Aries the guy or Andy or whatever. He put asshole and amicable. Let me see if I can find it. No, I'm not going to find it. I'll send it to you right quick. Okay. Well, I swear, boy, you. 
I wonder if you would say that same thing just before you get some pussy. Andy, pull out your dick. I can't find, find it. it. Can't find it. <laughs> I, I got scared. It went back in. Ooh, that's, you, you know, that's gross. <laughs> Nigga got turtle dick. <laughs> he got scared. All right, I just sent, uh, I just sent it to you. Pull it up real quick. Let's see. Did you email it to me? Y'all, there it is. Okay. Yeah, email. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I got it. You open it? Yeah, I'm opening it right now. All right. He goes, was laughing, remembering your past conversations on Gemma Smash. I have a fun idea for you. And to the listeners, to the fellas, uh, remember these names so you can go look and judge for yourself. I have a fun idea. And for the, you know, I know our regular girls ain't going, this is where y'all going to tap out. But uh, to the lesbians who listen to this, get ready. Uh, I have a fun idea for you. Play it out like a TV game show. How thick is too thick for Andy? First up is All-American Amy. On Instagram, she's All-American Amy. Andy, is she too thick? No, I think she's proportioned correctly. I think I could, I'd be okay with that. So you'd smash. Yep. That's Thumbs up. Here comes the second one. Aries personal favorite, Amiradine. Spelled A-M-I-R-A-H-D-Y-M-E. Andy, is that too thick? It's right in my edge. I'm going to be honest. It's in my edge. Oh, nigga, you are bugging. It's at my edge right there. Oh, I know this bitch is perfect for you. Here is Ania. I can't pronounce this Chechnyan bitch's name, so I'll spell it A-N-N-A-I-S-A-S-U-C-C-U-B-U-S. Uh, it's not the thickness. I just don't like that. Okay. Ass as small as a toddler's butt. Yeah, it's it's I'm just not a not a fan there. Here's an Asian girl who's thick. <gasps> Megan the Kim. M-E-G-A-N-T-H-E-K-I-M. Is she thick enough for Andy? Uh, I'm not feeling that one. Oh, Pugu Gai Gao. <laughs> Listen, Gene. <laughs> Listen, Gene. Last up. Uh, no. Uh, who is this? Super Bowl. Alexis Andrews. A-L-E-X-I-S-A-N-D-R-E-W-S. Andy? Sorry, Gene. I'm going to have to give that one a thumbs down. And second to last is W-O-E-S-E-N-P-A-I-X-O. And let me just say, that booty, juicy. It looks like it's been added on. Uh, I'm going to go thumbs down. Thumbs down. Okay. All right. So that's an erection down. And last but not least, official cloudy lemonade. Official C-L-O-U-D-Y lemonade. Okay. This is where things get get weird for me, and I have to to address it completely. Uh, Probably too thick on just... The thickness, but I like the face. Smiley, but seems very happy. So yes. So thumbs that's up. a yes. Yeah, thumbs up on that one. 
So officially, how many thumbs down and how many thumbs up? Well, there was the one. Yeah, that was the yeah, one, two, three. Three S's. So was that three no's? Oh, so it's a tie. Yeah. So three me? erections and three flaccid EDs. Oh, no, it's four, no, it's, no, it's four no's. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, four no's. Thank you for playing How Thick is Too Thick. I'm telling you, it's that, that I, I don't like dents. There's too many dents in this. In oh, the- that is black. That is black mistakes, nigga. That is, no, we Amir, love that. Amir we Dime love is, that. Amir Dime doesn't have a bunch of dents. I mean, well, she's Amir Dime, nigga. Yeah, that's, she's I like that. Dime. That, uh, you listen, can't have, man. Listen, you can't a have little, a fucked up belly button. Come on, yeah. man. Well, no, I, you know, I agree with you about that. And this is where I'm going to steal from Corey Holcomb. Uh, he said, uh, some, of you, some of you bitches' stomach look like crumpled up homework. <laughs> so you don't want crumpled up homework no, man. belly. I know, and I don't like a bunch of dents on the ass, man. Let me tell you something. Man. I don't mind a little bit of cottage cheese in the thigh. I do not mind it, nigga. Nah, not a Dairy fan. Dairy is a major food group. Not a fan. All right. Well, I think that is all, folks. Um, Wait, you didn't get you didn't give you you didn't you didn't rate them. I want to know the, yours. the only the only one I didn't like was the Chechnyan chick. Yeah, that that just doesn't look right. I, yeah, I don't, dude. Let me tell you something. I'm not into gazelle-bodied women. I, the one thing that I, that, that that makes me go ill is when the legs literally look like sticks. Like, they're between the ass and the calf, it's all one pole. There's absolutely no meat, no curves, nothing. I can't uh, stand skinny bro. Like, bros that are like toothpick skinny, ooh, I feel like I'm fucking a, what, what's that green bug that you're not allowed to kill? Prey mantis. A prey mantis. I feel like I'm fucking a prey mantis, nigga. Dude, um, did you see... I got to ask you this before we're done with this episode. It's the girl that can't, you know, she's uh, Irvine, California. The one with the basketball boobs. Basketball. Oh, yeah, that bitch. You see her, what she did? What? She had her butt done. Dude, she looks horrific, dude. She put basketballs in her butt. She looks horrific. Would I smash? Yes. (laughs) But she looks horrific. See, I wouldn't. It doesn't do anything for me. That does not do anything. Yeah, nigga, I told you, some girls who have all that fake shit, big ass butts and all of that, they still shrimp underneath that breading, nigga. Just <laughs> get past the breading. What you want is in there. Dude, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go on a keto diet. I'm gonna skip the bread. Don't all right. It. All right. Okay, who do we have uh, musically? Um, Come on, Gene. Who's up on deck? All right. How thick is too thick? I hope that turns out right. I, I'm, I'm going to start sending you ones. Just one. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to start sending you regulars and see if you think they're too thick. Th- this your type? No, that's your. I'm going to see. I'm going to see who's too thick for you. I'm going to find some that you're going to go see if you think they're too thick. I want to know. I want to know your balance ratio. You know, shit, nigga. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think we're going to call it Wood Aries Say No. That's great. <laughs> that's the next game show. What's too thick for Andy? Wood Aries Say No. Yeah, let, let's let's send those in, you guys, since I, so I don't have to be the only one giving them to him. Send in Wood Listen, Aries Say No. Listen, if the booty 
looks like rhino ass or elephant butt where it's soggy. There's no roundness to it because it's all packed in mush fat. Aries will say no. I promise you. If it's, it's, it's gotta be in the middle. It's, if it's, if it's gazelle, Aries will say no. You got to be just plump, nigga. The right amount of plump. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Because I'm laughing because you said in the middle. My middle is definitely different than your middle. Your middle is white man. My middle is black man. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> it's from John Doe. At M dot L-I-L underscore. But I'm going to want to go G-O. That's his, uh, yeah, that's his uh, handle. This is one of the thousand tracks I produced, mixed, mastered, engineered, and wrote this year out of my bedroom. It's a rough version, but it will be on my 420 mixtape. And I ain't a capper like these rappers. My promotion Instagram is at underscore O-N-E-A-1. My private is at M dot L-I-L underscore G-O for unreleased stuff. And my real name is Little Matt on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, all that. I'm going to send another one right after this. Uh, And I think the song or whatever this is called is I Sell D-I-C-Y-A-N-I-N. I sell dicyanine. Okay. Sounds like a drug, but that's it. Here it is. Uh, anything you want to announce? Yeah. Uh, first of all, this, uh, I would, we both want to wish you, cause we're not going to get there. Uh, a happy new year, but our new year's episode will be next week when we're, when we're back on, uh, YouTube with video. Yes. Uh, so happy new year to you. Drink responsibly. Uh, fuck yeah, irresponsibly. No, drink responsibly so we can have you listen to our next episode next year. Right. right. Uh, and get it in, baby. Go do what you got to do. Happy new, happy new year to you. You want me to give out dates again, or I please? Don't know. Okay. And what's this Thursday? What is this Thursday? The date wise. This Thursday is uh, the the thirtieth. All right. Cool. And our dates for January again. Again, we're in Miami for New Year's. You're listening to this, so you still have a uh, you have today to get there and get tickets for today, the 30th, all the way to the second. We'll be at the Miami Improv. Then we'll be at Helium St. Louis, the sixth uh, through the ninth, followed up by the Milwaukee Improv, the 13th through the 16th. Uh, then we're going to make it back to the middle of the country, Cleveland, Ohio Improv, the 21st to the 23rd, and then the last week of the month. Aries will be in Denver, uh, the Denver Improv for the 28th and 29th. And I will be at Helium St. Louis. I'll be back there again playing the garage the 28th to the 29th. And that's the month of January. Um, <clears throat> when is Cleveland? Third week of January. Just a bit outside. <laughs> Do you need anything, Aries? Can I get you anything? No. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Uh, love you. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for listening. Uh, there it is, baby. Guys, have a very happy New Year. We'll talk to you for our New Year's episode next week. <coughs>
If Aries makes it. <laughs> Aries is stomach. Started pouring on niggas, thought I saw lines. I was getting slow, but this shit came in no time. So I started popping those burgers, I had no lie. Thought that I was down, where the muscle people won't fight. I still got enough of them, them shits like a gold mine. Make a half a hundred on them all on my own time. Now I'm in the car, don't gotta start already in dry. Making one more call before the one lay on outside. I've been going far, my nigga, but got that full time. Niggas know I'm charging based on quality and old. But I ain't the plug, I just do drugs and got the phone line Thought I'd be a drug dealer, just like the road dines And I started pouring up, nigga, start I saw lines I was getting slow, but this shit came in no time So I started popping those burgers, I had no lie Thought that I was down, where the muscle people won't fight I still got enough of them, them shits like a gold mine Make a half a hundred on them all on my own time Now I'm in the car, don't gotta start already in drive before the world, like, I'm outside. I've been going for a mighty guy, but got that full time. Niggas know I'm charging based on quality and old time. But I ain't the plug, I just do drugs and got the phone line. Never thought I'd be a drug dealer, just like. Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. But just cause you say it with conviction, it don't mean shit to me! Don't you think you're being kind of hard on the guy? You go 